Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. I'm Ryan Shaddy. And I'm Olivia Davidson. On tonight's show, we have our featured music, your LGBTQ plus news headlines, and the LGBTQ plus area event calendar. We will also speak with Judy Epp, the volunteer coordinator, also newly elected director Melissa Mallow, Marissa Mallow of Spencer Pride Incorporated. But first, it's our annual fall fun drive here at WFHB, and we would like to take a few minutes to begin the show to tell you why WFHB is important to us. Olivia, I, you know, this is my fourth year of volunteering here at uh, WFHB, and it, it just, keep the, the staff, the, the staff is excellent. Uh, we've got excellent programming. You couldn't ask for a better resource in the community than what Blooming, Blooming Out is, in my opinion, or Blooming Out and WFHB. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on here today. Mine's everywhere, but... Regardless, WFHB is your source for community radio, and uh, it provides us access to being on the air. and And I think that we happen to be have a have a really important service that we provide um, through Blooming Out, and it gives us that platform to be to be on the air. Yeah, I think the thing that I love the most about WFHB, and I got involved for the first time like mm, four or five years ago, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and I have come back so many times, time and time again, and it's because WFHB gives a voice to everybody. They have all kinds of shows and all kinds of music for all kinds of people, and I think that that's just a very valuable part of our community that you know I personally cherish and I treasure. I've loved WFHB since before I started working here and volunteering here, um, and my family has loved it forever, and I just, you know... It's it's a phenomenal community asset. Yeah, um, I think were you volunteer of the year at one time? I was rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I still have my award hanging on my wall. So <laughs> we're talking to you're you're actually listening to two award winning volunteers at WFHB. Right. I was uh, uh, awarded the 2017 volunteer of the year, and Olivia was rookie of the year. So uh, at one point in time, um, so all of these things, you know. You think of other communities who may not have as much support as as WFHB or as Bloomington does with it with WFHB. You've got Hola Bloomington, you've got Blooming Out, there you've got all the music selection. There's just a diverse range of things that you can find here on our station. Yeah. Um, if you have yet to give, there are multiple ways for you to give. You can give us a call at eight one two three two three twelve hundred or visit WFHB.org. And you can do a sustaining donation with just as little as $5 a month. That That is an option for you. Um, or you can just pledge however much you wish. Yeah. We're, we're getting, uh, you know, we still have a long way to go to, to hit our, our fun drive goal, but uh, I hope that we get there uh, not only to continue great programming, uh, the great programming that we have, but just to get everybody involved and and make it your community radio station. I love it. I love it. 
We are now going to welcome our guests for the week, Judy Yep and Marissa Malo. Judy is the volunteer coordinator for Spencer Pride, and Marissa is a newly directed, a newly elected director uh, for the organization. And we spoke a little bit last week about um, some big news for Spencer. Uh, obviously, we, we spent some time on your on your last uh, LGBT History Month uh, programming event, which was last night, and I hear it was a great success, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes. Um, but we also touched on some big news. Judy, what was it? Well, we have some really big news, but first I want to um, express our appreciation, Spencer Pride's appreciation for WFHB and Blooming Out. We always have a voice in the um, on this program and in this station, actually, because whenever we send out press releases or press announcements, we get so much feedback from people. Oh, I heard you on WFHB. I heard about your news on WFHB. So by supporting WFHB, you're actually inadvertently supporting Spencer Pride as well. So thank you for that. So our big excellent news is that Spencer Pride bought a building. We really bought a building. (laughs) We bought a huge building. So we are currently in rented space with 1,000 square feet, which houses our retail operation. Uh, Our store is called Unity, which uh, comes from the middle of community and a community center. And um, the space is very small right now. Our uh, retail space specializes in handcrafted items from local artists and artisans. Uh, We have things from jewelry to pottery to puzzles to soap and everything in between. We also have some uh, high-class resale items. But it, it, we rented that space a year ago, and it actually didn't take long for us to realize we had vastly outgrown that space. We have a youth group now. We have other nonprofits asking us if we have space for them to meet in our space, and no, we don't. And um, there were just a lot of things going on that made us realize we, we really needed a lot more space. Which is kind of a good problem to have. Definitely. Yeah, it's a bit of an inconvenience sometimes, but it's nice to know that your like the group is growing and the community is supporting and it's prospering. So absolutely, it was also really important to us to be on the square in downtown Spencer, and so when we rented our space, we were very happy about that. And as we were growing and growing and realizing we were outgrowing the space, we still wanted to be on the square. And, of course, the um, buildings uh, um, around the square, there's a finite real estate is what I'm trying to say in my awkward way. There's a (laughs) finite amount of real estate on the square in Spencer, and uh, not all of it is available. So there happened to be one huge, huge building. It's over 9,000 square feet. Wow. That was available, and so we just put our... mm, all of our efforts into that and we made it a reality uh well spencer pride and owen county state bank <laughs> own the building <laughs> <laughs> um, at least at this point <laughs> right what kind of plans what other plans do you have for the building so um the retail space is going to be three times the size that it is now if you've ever been in our shop 
Um, it's in the front of the building, and the retail space would be the equivalent of going from the front door all the way to the alley in the back of the building. Wow. So we'll have a lot, a lot, a lot more um, retail space. There, This building actually was three buildings that are kind of morphed into one building, so there are th- currently, unless we change it, three distinct areas. So the retail space would be on the west side of the building. In the middle is a perfect space for actual community center so we'll have furniture in there our resource material that's now in the retail space will be in the community center we'd like to have some computer stations set up for the kids to come in that now that we have a youth group they can come in after school or whenever they like and and just hang out there and anybody else that wants to hang out the extreme right section of the building is a perfect meeting space And so that will be a meeting space for us and any other local nonprofits who are affirming of our mission will be able to meet there for free. The building also has a second story that has a beautiful grand ballroom space. And so we want to make that an event space, which would be um, for our events as well as potentially renting it out to other organizations as event space. And we plan to make two apartments in the rest of the upstairs space for um, specifically for LGBT people and our allies, potentially LGBT seniors, whoever, affordable housing. Um, Part of our plan is to have an elevator so that um, people with disabilities or just like me, sometimes you just can't quite get up those stairs. Um, would have an elevator. So, Judy, you mentioned something that I didn't know, and Marissa, I'm going to get to you in just a second because I've I got sir. some questions for you too. <laughs> but you mentioned something that I did not know. There is a youth group uh, that is now associated oh, with yes. Spencer Pride. Oh, I'm so sorry that you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yes, our um, school system in Spencer is not friendly to our children, and I, that's no secret. Um, they haven't been, they've been that way for years. Right, and nothing has changed in the school system. And um, there are some um, parents, actually, who had reached out and were very fearful for their children. In fact, one of the parents of one of the youth group members was at our building before we even opened it. When we first got the building and I was in there, she came in to ask if we had a youth group. She was so afraid for her child, and at the time we did not. So we had talked about GSA, GSA, but the school kept shutting it down, and no kid wants to sue the school. Mm-hmm. So one of our volunteers, actually, who's a, a teacher in another location, said, the kids just need a group. Forget where it's at. The kids just need a group. If they want to be a group, I will be the adult mentor. And the kids said, yeah, that's what we want. So they form a group, and they meet in, in our building. And there are right now about a half a dozen, um, give or take a few at a time. And they, they, their choice is they meet every Monday. They don't meet once a month. Mondays suck, and they want something to do. That, that's their words. <laughs> you know, I, I wish that my hometown, which is actually just slightly larger than Spencer, Surprising because Spencer is Owen County's ca- uh, uh, capital seat. Right. Uh, but, you know, I come from a small town that could have benefited from, from something like this. And it is amazing that 
Spencer has this. It is it is growing into an amazing community, uh, and it already w- was in its own right. But it's now just getting even better with all of these resources that that uh, Spencer Pride is is offering. It is it is quite. We we were really uh, uh, we knew that having a physical presence would have an impact. We were actually shocked by how much of an impact it it's been just blown us away how much more of an impact we've got volunteers coming in i don't make anybody jealous but we got volunteers coming in by the droves Mm -hmm. i mean people come in to buy stuff and they find out we're an all-volunteer organization while they're checking out they want to be put on the volunteer list it's very it's very heartening and and the one thing i want to mention about the building is of course we're going to be doing fundraising we have a capital campaign going (coughs) on and but the thing I want people to know that want to contribute to the capital campaign, you're not funding a building. You're funding the dream of what will be in that building. Yeah, that's great. Marissa, we're going to get to your question here in just a minute. Honey, you're we fine. We do have to go to a music break, and, and then we will be back with uh, Judy and Marissa from Spencer Pride. Ezra Furman, the lead singer of Chicago's punk rock band Ezra Furman and the Boyfriends, it's a great name, has released a new song and accompanying video which depicts an action-packed Nazi fighting car chase. Of the latest release, Furman said, This is a song of paranoia, escape, and ecstatic ego death. With Driving Down to L.A., here's Ezra Furman.
We are back here with Blooming Out on WFHB with Judy Epp and Marissa Morrow of Spencer Pride. Um, it is fun. Marlo. Marlo. Mallow. 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 Marco. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, especially on screw-ups, and I really wish we had a, a camera in here for, for a blooper reel. <laughs> We're back here on Blooming Out uh, on WFHB, and it is our annual fall fun drive. And uh, we encourage you to give us a call at 812-323-1200 and make your pledge today. Become a sustaining donor for as little as $5 and uh, make your contribution to your community radio station here in Bloomington. It is a fantastic uh, outlet for all different types of of, uh, people, things, um, activities, that sort of thing. Uh, and it is amazing that we, we have something like that. We wouldn't be able to bring on Spencer Pride. We wouldn't be able to bring on um, gay teen scientist Jack and Draca. Uh, we wouldn't be able to bring on some of your favorite RuPaul drag queens that you might hear here on WFHB if it weren't for your support. And we really appreciate that and, and hope that you uh, make that contribution today either online or through um or through a phone call. That's WFHB.org online and 812-323-1200 through the phone. We're looking for uh, some callers, and we might we might even mention a few if we, if we get a few of you out there today. Judy, I, I know you mentioned a little bit about why um, WFHB was a great outlet for you to, to, uh, to be on and to get the word out about your organization. Um, what other what what other community radio stations have you ever maybe seen in your life um, that that do all the work that we do here on WFHB? I have to say I have not seen any others that do what you do here on WFHB. And why is it so important that that this outlet exists? Well, um, to me, it's important personally because I know that your audience is far reaching, very far reaching. And, and that's really important. And it's especially important for a community like Spencer because we, uh, we're a rural community and we need to reach beyond our borders. And the way we do that is by organizations like yours that can reach the people that we cannot. There are people we advertise on Facebook all the time, of course, and there are social media, but not everybody has that either. Again, a rural community, they could have a radio, but not uh, internet. So it's it's really important to us that that we're able to reach as many people as possible. If WFHB didn't exist, what do you think that you might, uh, how, how do you think that you might get the word out any differently? It would have to be through newspaper, obviously, but... That would, that would be very difficult. We do um, newspaper articles as well, and, and in the last year or so, we've been very successful at that, but that has been in the last year or so. We, we did not get a lot of media attention before last year, but we always got attention from WFHB and Blooming Out. We love having Spencer Pride members. We, we always have President on or his husband on or you or... Uh, a myriad of other people from Greg Bukowski's been on. Uh, now we're adding Marissa to to the uh, show lineup, and you know what? I I learn something new each and every time I have you all on, and I'm I I'm glad that we are able to provide you that resource to get the word out um, and make sure uh, that that 
people in Bloomington, uh, specifically Bloomington, because people think, oh my gosh, it's such a small town over there in Spencer. They probably do diddly squat. Mm-hmm. Well, you exact, know what? That's exactly been our problem. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They don't do diddly squat over there in, in Spencer. They do a lot of great things. Um, I, <laughs> the, the award ceremony that I received my volunteer award on, I skipped out so that I could be at Spencer Pride that, that year. And, or it was this year rather. And um, I was happy to be there. Uh, the only thing that I regret was not being able to go into the dunk tank. Yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> they lost the seat of the dunk tank on the way to the festival. Yeah, that... How do you lose a dunk tank seat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's this. This is how uh, we provide a resource to our community, and it is it is so important uh, for you to help us out if you are able. Eight one two three two three twelve hundred or WFHB dot org. And you guys do such great work. And this is a volunteer based organization. Uh, you're not commercial driven. Nope. You're community oriented. And you're open to all aspects of the community. And that's what makes WFHB so great. It is amazing the, the amount of volunteer support that it takes to make this place run. And it is a, a volunteer-supported radio station. And I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Marissa. Um, it takes uh, uh, roughly five volunteers to make Blooming Out run itself. And uh, sometimes we don't have enough. And, and that that's also a call for you all to come in and volunteer as well if if you can't uh if you can't do monetarily feel free to volunteer with us too when we left off a few minutes ago marissa i had a question for you and uh it's really what drove you to get involved with spencer pride i've lived in spencer since 1987 i really didn't transition uh until 2015 and uh I lost a lot of the friends that I had when I began that transition. But I discovered another entire family that I didn't realize was there. I guess I always knew they were there. I didn't realize the extent that they could affect and influence my life and the amount of support that I could get from Spencer Pride because... I had always supported them monetarily because I truly believed in their mission and everything they did. But I didn't actively become a volunteer or a member or however you want to refer to it until 2015. And the change they have made in my life, the support that they provide to me on a daily basis, and the entire feeling of family is just something that I can't do without in my life anymore. Did that answer your question? It did. Yeah, it was, you know, we have a lot of transgender individuals who come on this show um, who talk about their life and uh, how difficult it was for them. A lot of them are from bigger cities. You Mm -hmm. live in Spencer. What was that like for you uh, in the transition phase? Uh, it was difficult at times uh, for a couple reasons. One, I'd lived there since 1987. A lot of people knew me. Uh, I've been a paramedic the majority of my adult life, and I worked in Owen County as a paramedic and cared for the people in the county. 
And uh, it was very difficult when I started transitioning because people would approach me and say, why here? Why now? Why are you doing this? Why don't you move somewhere where people are going to be, where there are more people like you? And I would respond by saying, Spencer's my home. Uh, and I could never see moving away. Uh, this is the person, you've known me all my life. The thing you didn't know is this was the person I always was on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me quite a bit. Has it always been a smooth ride in Spencer? No. Uh, but the support I get from Spencer Pride and its members and from my extended family make all the difference in the world. Uh, I can no more see moving away from Spencer than I could cutting my arm off. What does um, an organization like Spencer, or Spencer Pride bring to that community that you wouldn't have found any other way? Spencer Pride is involved within the community, not only just the town of Spencer, but in Owen County uh, at so many different levels. They support so many different programs. They are constantly looking for new ways to become a larger part of the Spencer and Owen County community. And I don't know that you're going to find that with another organization the size of Spencer Pride. They have made made leaps and bounds of, I don't know if mainstreaming is the right word, but they certainly have made a larger footprint in a very small town, and it's amazing to watch. Uh, there are no, I don't know that you can compare Spencer Pride to any other small LGBTQ plus organization because we just do so much more and we're such a large part of the community did I get off track oh no no you're you're telling us exactly what we want to hear okay <laughs> what else can I answer for you I think you you caught on there but why should people volunteer over in Spencer what is uh, a really a key for people to volunteer over in Spencer? What got you to volunteer? I've been with a lot of organizations over the course of my life. And the thing that drew me more than anything to Spencer Pride was normally when you get involved with a, an organization, after you've been with them a little while, you realize that there are people who work or volunteer within the organization and they have their own, their own agenda. Or maybe they feel that uh, the current board of directors or other movers and shakers in, within the organization aren't doing the type of job they could be doing. Or there are people that are, just want to be upwardly mobile for the fact of doing that. And sometimes you find organizations that are divided because of those types of factions that you may find. I've never found that here. Everybody always sings from the same sheet of music. Everybody is trying to move the organization forward in a positive manner. 
representing every aspect of the LGBTQ plus community and trying to represent Spencer Pride in the best light it can. And that's why I'm here. I'm trying to help with that. Thank you, Marissa. You're welcome. We'll be back with Judy and Marissa in a moment. But as we've just heard, Spencer Pride is a very important asset to not just Spencer's community, but also Bloomington community. So if you'd like to help us keep promoting organizations like Spencer Pride, please become a sustaining donor today and call 812-323-1200 or donate online at www.wfhb.org. You can be a sustaining donor with as little as $5 a month, and be sure to say that Blooming Out sent you. We now send it to Wes with the top of the hour weather break. This is listener-supported WFHB, Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, Nashville, community radio for South Central Indiana. It's currently overcast and 63 degrees in downtown Bloomington. Looking ahead at your evening for tonight, it looks like patchy drizzle and patchy fog going ahead into tonight with a low of 54 degrees. I've got good news, though. Friday, patchy fog, then mostly sunny skies and 71 degrees on Friday. Looking ahead, Friday night, low of 56 degrees, and it looks like a pretty beautiful weekend. Remember, it is Fall Fun Drive, and WFHB needs and wants your support to sustain your voices in the community. That number again to call and to become an active member of WFHB is 812-323-1200. Or you can always pledge online at wfhb.org. Just go onto our landing page and you'll see a big red donate button. It's easier than ordering a pizza. Again, that number is 812-323-1200. Or donate online to wfhb.org. Thank you again for listening to WFHB, and with that, we'll bring it back to Blooming Out. Wes, you make it so that I want to order a pizza right now, and if it's that easy as clicking a button, a big red button, I'm going to go do it right this second. And that is how easy it is. Get on WFHB.org and go and donate right now. And it's great to be able to bring you music from queer artists that you may not hear otherwise, and Blooming Out gives us that platform, and I think it is so important that we're offered that platform uh, that, that we can get queer artists uh, out, uh, people can know about them, and, and it, it, is, it is awesome that we're able to do that. This next music break covers just that. Beck Sandridge's latest track, I'll Never Want a BF, is a queer declaration to people who've questioned her sexuality or blindly steered her towards heterosexual relationships. Despite the Australian artist reflecting on her own experience through I'll Never Want a a BF, she wrote it to be a relatable anthem, rejecting social pressures to be in a relationships altogether. I think it speaks on a universal level about being single and how there's this ingrained idea that people are better off when they have a partner, Sandridge says. With I'll Never Want a BF, here is Beck Sandridge.
Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from the back door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The back door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Coryland Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information can be found at coryland.org. We are back here in the studio with Judy Epp and Marissa Maro, Mallow, Marco. Something. Yeah. I'll answer to anything at this point. Uh, I just had to do that since I screwed up the last time, too. Um, Thank you, Ryan. Hey, not a problem. At least I admit my mistakes. <laughs> it is Fall Drive on WFHB. Or it is Fall Drive on W. It's Fall Fun Drive on WFHB. And um, we have this great platform um, along with uh, that, that we can support various organizations and it is so important um, to me uh, that uh, and Olivia too because she she used to be producer before I uh, unsurp um, what's the word usurp. usurp that's that's the one that I'm looking for uh, usurp usurped her position and uh, well technically she she volunteered me but anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> you know we love this show and. Olivia Olivia hasn't been on air or been in the studio in a year, and she was um, more than happy when I said, Olivia, you're coming and hosting with me today, uh, to come in and, and, and host and, and give her time to WFHB. And I am so happy that we have this platform here, uh, that we can do that, and that we can still count on volunteers who had who had served, uh, served for us um, for years, um, but just to be able to count on you to do so and I really appreciate you being here I'm happy to be here and it was nice to walk in the door and I kind of was a little bit nervous to be back uh, but I walked in and everyone was just so friendly and you know because I knew everyone that I immediately saw and there's just really good people here good people doing a good thing and there's just nothing like WFHB and they will like the, this station will always have a special place in my heart Volunteer-supported community radio. Yeah. And it's so important to know that we are your uh, uh, voice. Uh, and, and, yes, we, we serve, you know, as go-betweens between um, as, a, uh, um, as a reasoned voice who has no backing of anybody but, it's, uh, but uh, listeners like you. Um, if you're listening in, you know, we don't have NPR uh, or we don't have corporate sponsors that are that are trying to uh, get us to talk about certain things. It is your support that keeps us going. It's your support and your input. We want to be voices for you. We want you to hear the things that you want on your radio station. And that's that's why WFHB is very important, as I was saying earlier, because I, I don't know of any other LGBTQ plus news talk whatever you want to call it shows i listen to a lot of podcasts um but those aren't people that know me they aren't in my community they don't know about my local bloomington community monroe county surrounding area however you want to describe it it's there's nothing like that out there and this is a personal touch these are we're people in your community 
812-323-1200 or press that big red donate now button on wfhb.org judy and marissa we've got just a few moments left with you on the on the show today but i want to follow up on your big event last night you had the rocky horror picture show we did it was fabulous we started doing we started doing an um lgbtq plus history month event years and years and years ago and we showed documentaries mostly in um, small venues like the Presbyterian Church Hall or the Art Guild. Gave away pizza. And we also put together educational displays, which are trifold boards. And we picked a theme. One year it was um, LGBTQ people in history uh, or LGBTQ history. Another, it was our people in film. Another year, it was authors. Another, it was people in politics. So there's a different theme every year. We started out in two or three libraries. This year, we added, um, that I know of, one that we added was Franklin College, actually in Franklin. And this year's theme was Hoosier Heroes slash Heroines. So we picked representatives from lgbtq organizations in central and south central indiana so we started with indy pride iyg we got some organizations in bloomington prism bloomington pride Um, there's a gsa in mooresville that was featured of course our local organizations were featured and so we did a picture and a short bio of those representatives so those are this year in over 24 libraries and other locations throughout south central indiana so that's a big thing we do when the tivoli reopened in 2013 was our first event at the tivoli and the movie was the birdcage (laughs) that was a huge hit huge hit so since then we've done other movies and we usually we pick a few we put it on facebook we do a vote and this year rocky horror won hands down i Not love surprised. rocky horror <laughs> and oh. it, it was hilarious i had never seen it actually i was a rocky horror virgin um but it, the, the actually At the your age it, no <laughs> unbelievable right it wasn't even the movie it was the atmosphere all the people coming in costume was it was hilarious it was unbelievable people who came in and said i have never done this before in my life never done a costume now cheryl said last last week that they didn't want you coming in your best because you know what what with the rocky horror picture show coming in <laughs> your best would not be a bright idea uh did anybody try to come in their best uh close <laughs> close close but no cigar oh, good. <laughs> yeah it was great and we had raffles we had french lick overnight stay a weston and indy overnight stay and a uh, shop local basket of goodie gift cards and, and you said about 160 people attended yes we had about 160 and the theater holds 300 so we were really happy with great our, turnout um yeah we're thinking about doing this every year instead of all alternating the movies that might be a good idea to just you do and Rocky consistently Horror. grow it yeah. right you know because people are saying now costume well, and the people that didn't are saying now, oh, if I, now I know what to do. So <laughs> yeah. they're looking forward to doing it again. Well, the one in Bloomington, because they do a screening of it for Halloween, I think, mm-hmm. every year, uh. Uh, is really popular. So I think Spencer needs to also get Step on that up. bandwagon. Jump on. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 there are plenty of fans yeah. out there, I'm sure. Right. 
We're going to wrap it up, Judy, uh, but tell us a little bit more of any other community events coming up that, that our listeners should know about, how to get involved in Spencer Pride. Well, the main thing with Spencer Pride is to um, call, text, or email me. It's Judy with an I, J-U-D-I, at SpencerPride.org. Uh, my phone number is 317-345-4729. And I'm the volunteer coordinator. I'm also the treasurer. I'm running the Rainbow Capital Campaign to raise money for the building. And um, also, just as a side note, which really shouldn't be a side note, it is an historic building, and we are working with Indiana Landmarks to get some of the funding for that. We actually were just yesterday got word that we did receive a $2,500 grant from them to help pay for the architect uh, plan that we're doing for the building. That is amazing. Yeah, so congratulations. We're, yeah, we're real happy to actually restore it. There's... I. I I just have to tell you this one funny thing. There's a brick wall inside one of the um, inside the building, which apparently used to be an exterior wall. And there's some kind of a Preston's or something prescription cures weak women. Hmm. Part of the history of the building. <laughs> if we just had some weak women, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we want to really keep it with the historic vein of the building and and put our dream in there. I am so happy for what is going on at Spencer Pride, um, and I, I wish you all bu- everything, uh, all the best. And thank you. I, I can't wait to see what the next thing is out of Spencer Pride. I can't either. We are so excited. I'm just, excited. You have me excited. I'm I'm excited to see. We what want everybody <laughs> excited. Call, text, email me. Find out how you can get involved and help. Marissa Mallow is a director with Spencer Pride, and Judy Epp is the volunteer coordinator. And it was so uh, pleasurable having you both on today. I'm, I'm really happy uh, you were able to make it, and thank you again. Thank you for having us. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you. It is now time for our news break, um, and this, is, this story is from Travel and Leisure. Approximately 80% of 1,000 LGBT couples surveyed by Virgin Holidays responded that they did not feel safe holding hands abroad, and more than half said they didn't even feel comfortable doing so inside their hotels. Their fear often comes from experience. One in 10 respondents said that they had been threatened with physical violence. At least one-third experienced discrimination abroad, including being laughed at or verbally abused. Hotel workers often express skepticism at LGBT relationships, frequently issuing them separate beds or even separate rooms, according to respondents. The experience of LGBT travelers can vary greatly destination to destination, both in the U.S. and abroad. San Francisco was the most LGBT-friendly U.S. city, followed by Portland, Oregon, and Austin, Texas, according to a 2015 study from NerdWallet in Europe. Uh, excuse me, from NerdWallet. In Europe, the country with the best legal and social protections for LGBT people was the Mediterranean, Mediterranean island of Malta. 
And this story comes from the Indie Star. LGBT organizers from around the world gathered on Saturday to discuss how to protect themselves in an environment that may not be so friendly to their cause. In downtown Indianapolis, the overwhelming message from the Interpride Convention was that the the worldwide LGBT community needs to increase its presence and become more active in its attempt to achieve equality around the world. LGBT rights activists from Europe, Africa, and Asia gathered at the hotel with the help of Indie Pride, a gay advocacy organization. A variety of tongues were spoken in hallways indicating the, diver- the diversity of people in the venue. But for Jonathan Balash, president of Spencer Pride in tiny Spencer, Indiana, the fight is twofold. Changing rural communities' perceptions of LGBT people and changing LD- LGBT perceptions of rural communities and their ability to accept change. With a population of 2,217 people, Spencer may be the smallest town in the county with an active LGBT smallest town in the country with an active LGBT center. Balash says there is no time to leave people out. But with his optimism over the future, there come grim realities about the government's rollback on LGBT rights in America. Just last Wednesday, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions formally declared that federal civil rights law does not protect transgender workers from workplace discrimination. Balash considers the changes to be obstacles, but everything starts somewhere, he says. The Interpride World Conference dates to 1982. Last year, the conference was held in Montpelier, France, and next year's will be in Saskatoon, Canada. It is meant to bring together global organizations working to eradicate intolerance of the LGBT community as well as others. From the San Francisco Chronicle, news outlets report Tennessee's Knox County School Board member members who were to vote on a proposal to eliminate specific protections for gender identity and sexual orientation instead of passed, instead passed a substitute motion to keep existing language. The proposal would have replaced gender identity and sexual orientation with sex and creed in the Knox County Schools harassment policy and was met with widespread opposition from community members, including Knoxville Mayor Madeline Ruggiero and University of Tennessee law professor Dean Rifkin. Board Chair Patty Bounds, who voted against the substitute motion, along with one other member, previously said the proposed changes were intended to align the school district's harassment policy with state law. From the Fresno Bee, many have called for the board to remove Fresno Unified School Board President Brooke Ashijan or officially censor him after he spoke out against LGBT-inclusive sex education and likened LGBT activists to perpetrators of the Armenian genocide. While school board members have voiced displeasure with Ajahn's comments, it is still unclear if any action to reprimand him will be taken. The board has gone back and forth about whether it has the authority to shorten his term as president in the face of calls for him to resign. Trustee Carol Mills said the board has absolutely no legal authority to remove him altogether and that the bylaws don't provide for him to be removed as president before his presidency term is up in December. Free speech is free, but it's not free of consequences, Trustee Christopher De La Serta said, saying that Ajan has violated policies that require him to represent the district in a respectable way. It is allowable for us and in the board's authority to govern our own business, and we reserve the right to choose our leadership. A spokesperson for the California School Boards Association said that while it can't speak for Fresno Unified, boards can end a president's term. 
Wow, Olivia. We, we, we bring some great news to the community. Well, it's not always great news. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not always great news. You meant high news. quality but news. But we do, we, do, uh, we do bring a resource that uh, lets people know of, of individual struggles or community struggles throughout the nation. And I am so happy that we have uh, Blooming Out to be that platform for um, local, national, and uh, world ra- world around uh, news for the LGBTQ community. And uh, thank you for being part of that by uh, getting us or our, our procuring our news every week. Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy to do it. It also helps me stay informed because as somebody who is on the internet often and I feel like I'm pretty active in the LGBTQ plus community, I don't always know what's going on outside of Bloomington. And that's one thing that I've always liked about the news segment on Blooming Out is that it gives me an opportunity to hear what's going on in places like Tennessee or in places like Russia Mm -hmm. because there are important issues facing our entire community, as in the LGBTQ plus community around the world and not just in Bloomington. So it's important to educate ourselves on what's happening to all of our community Community, members. Yeah, a a collective, so to speak. Um, And you can get involved by donating to WFHB. Become a sustaining member at $5 uh, a month or donate what you can and we will take everything or anything Anything or everything. Every penny counts. Every penny counts. 812-323-1200 is the way you can reach us. uh, And you can mention Blooming Out or you can mention any of your other favorite WFHB shows. uh, And your listener support and your continued support is really appreciated. You can also donate by clicking the big red button on WFHB.org. After years spent modeling, Issa Israel is now breaking into music. The queer Brooklyn-based artist's new single, The Feeling, is steeped in 90s nostalgia with house-inspired production from downtown DJ and producer Charlie Klarsfeld. As the title track off Israel's forthcoming debut EP, it's a strong first introduction, pulling inspiration from iconic songs like Suzanne Vega's 1987 hit Tom's Diner. Israel describes the feeling as an anthemic declaration to NYC nightlife and culture. When we set out to make the song, we wanted to take the listener on a journey to the past and the present, something you can listen to in your headphones on your commute to a party or just on the dance floor. From Isa Israel, here's The Feeling.
to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. Join PRISM Youth Community for an educational night to celebrate October as LGBTQ plus history month. This event is free and open to the public. The, the event will be at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, October 17th at the UU Church in Bloomington. Want a cool and fun way to support PRISM? Join PRISM Youth at their first ever trivia night. Ooh, I love trivia. You we can, should go play. Yeah, I'll beat you. Probably. You can donate for a chance to play in various trivia categories, including multiple LGBTQ plus themed categories, for a chance to win the ultimate bragging rights. There will also be a rainbow dessert bar full of all kinds of goodies. This event is open to the public and will be held on Friday, October 20th, beginning at 7 p.m. at the UU Church in Bloomington. Join the Damien Center on Saturday, November 4th from 5 p.m. to 12 a.m. for their annual Grand Masquerade Venetian Ball. Celebrate the Damien Center's 30th anniversary and push extravagance to the limit. The ball will be hosted will be at the Indianapolis Marriott downtown. More information can be found on Facebook and tickets can be purchased at Damien.thinkyou, the number four, caring, at .org. The AIDS Memorial Quilt will be on display for three days at the Indiana Memorial Union in Alumni Hall from 4 to 11 p.m. November 14th through 16th. This event will help commemorate the lives lost to AIDS while providing HIV-AIDS education and awareness free to the IU community and general public. While the quilt is on display, there will be free HIV testing and educational workshops in the evenings. Coryland Men's Chorus will kick off their 16th season with a winter concert at the Buskirk Chumley Theater on November 19th at 7 p.m. That's hardly winter, but we'll, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> it's getting there. The winter concert, titled Walking Together, features Bloomington Mayor John Hamilton along with vocalist Sylvia McNair. Tickets are on sale at the Buskirk Chumley Theater ticket office. An IU staff member has formed a meetup group open to Bloomington area LGBTQ plus adults of all ages. If you're in town and would like to join like-minded folks for fun social activities, learn more by visiting meetup.com slash Bloomington hyphen LGBTQ hyphen social hyphen meetup. And finally, HIV testing will be provided by Positive Link on the first and third Thursday of each month at the LGBTQ plus culture center. This free, confidential 20-minute testing can be scheduled by contacting the LGBTQ Plus Culture Center. Thank you for tuning in tonight. If you would like to add your event to our event calendar, email us at w- bloomingout at wfhb.org. Before we end tonight's show, remember to call in at 812-323-1200 or donate online at Blooming Out. Or <laughs> Blooming Out. I wish we could have a <laughs> donate button on there at wfhb.org. That is all the time we have tonight, and we would like to thank you for tuning in. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at BloomingOutWFHB, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Wes Martin. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and music director is Grace Thumser. The news director is me, Olivia Davidson. Our board engineer is Jesse Grubb. Our social media coordinators are Josephine Douglas and Brett Roberts. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. 
For Blooming Out and Olivia Davidson, I'm Ryan Shaddy. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or BloomingOut.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out. I think a man should be impeached when they are not really dealing with the people. My soul is tired, white folks. Or what you are doing to us. If this society of yours is a great society, God knows I would hate to live in a bad one. We are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we are tired of people saying that we are satisfied because we are everything but satisfied. Who is that woman? Is she speaking 50 years ago or today? I'm Anita Johnson, and that's the voice of civil rights leader Fannie Lou Hamer. Keep your lamp trimmed a burning. Keep your lamp trimmed a burning. Mrs. Hamer would have turned.